نحمده ونصلي على رسوله الكريم اما بعد these masnoon duas that we have been revising the object of all these recitations is that this taluq of allah taala must get developed and strengthened and this is the way in which many people strengthen this and got to great levels obviously together with fulfilling all the obligations of deen there are many things which are very very simple very easy doesn't take any time doesn't take any effort costs us nothing but are very effective in developing this taluq with allah taala and this is what the object of our coming here is to get connected to allah taala so in the same vein is one very very great ibadat and again very simple to undertake is the ibadat of shukr very great ibadat and this is such an ibadat that it has ibadat which even riya cannot come into it because shukr is from the heart there is the words of shukr there is the reality of shukr which is actually the obedience to allah taala but even the verbal shukr is something that is required of us so a person in his own heart he is saying the words of shukr or he is turning to allah taala in gratitude this is a great ibadat and at that time nobody else is even aware that this person is involved in such a great ibadat it is such a great ibadat we are presently alhamdulillah fasting so we all understand what is the virtue of fasting what is the greatness of fasting the person who fasts allah taala says wa ana ujzabi i myself am the reward of that person so in another hadith nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam says at-ta'im ash-shakir kas-sa'im as-sabir on the one side is a person who is fasting and is patient on the other side obviously this refers to nafil fast in the month of ramadan is compulsory to fast but at other times there is one person who is fasting and he is patient there is another person who is eating he is not fasting but he is grateful to allah taala he is fulfilling that shukr then he is on an equal status with the person who is fasting and who is patient what a great ibadat the shukr is that the shukr brought him to that level so we are not fasting but we don't even fulfill the shukr when out of ramadan allah taala is blessing us with all his nemats or in ramadan after the time of the fast we still don't fulfill that requirement of shukr and if you look in the life of nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam this was from morning till evening from the time the his eyes open till the time he went to bed the first thing upon awakening the masnoon dua of that time alhamdulillahilladhi ahyana ba'da ma amatana wa ilayhi an-nushur alhamdulillah starts off with alhamdulillah the expression of shukr all praise is due to allah taala so this is something to bring into our system to repeatedly verbalize the shukr the reality of shukr is obedience to allah taala that is the real shukr 
But this excessive verbal remembrance of Allah Ta'ala with, in the means of shukr, inshallah, this verbalizing of shukr, this too will become the means of hakiki shukr. This expression of shukr will inshallah become the stepping stone towards the reality of shukr. So on everything, to repeatedly express shukr. Person is eating, there's masnoon du'as. One is to recite those masnoon du'as. On occasions when a person is not familiar with some of the du'as, at least alhamdulillah, on everything alhamdulillah, repeatedly alhamdulillah. So this is a very great ibadat. And Allah Ta'ala actually complains about His servants who don't make shukr. وَقَلِيلٌ مِّنْ عِبَادِيَ shakur. That very few of my servants are truly grateful. Allah Ta'ala is saying. So we need to become part of those servants who are truly grateful. So among the various expressions of shukr in one hadith, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is reported to have said that a person who recites this dua or expresses shukr in these words at the beginning of the day, then inshallah he would have fulfilled the shukr of that day. Obviously we cannot fulfill it in reality, but Allah Ta'ala out of His grace accepts it as such. And if he recites it in the evening, then till the morning he has fulfilled the shukr for that day, for that night. The very simple wording of the shukr, Allahumma ma asbaha bi min ni'matin, aw bi ahadim min khalqik, faminka wahdak, la sharika lak, falaka alhamdu wa laka shukr. More than half of this, the second half is something very familiar. We are quite familiar with that word. It's just the first few words that might be new maybe to somebody. Allahumma ma asbaha bi min ni'matin. Ya Allah, whatever ni'mat I have. Aw bi ahadim min khalqik. Or anyone in your entire creation has. Famin ka wahdak. Ya Allah, this is from you alone. The shukr is such a deep ibadat that it is an antidote for numerous maladies of the heart. A person who is truly grateful to Allah Ta'ala, who has this reality of shukr, pride can't come in him. This is the ibadat that will uproot pride, totally uproot it. Because in shukr, when a person is truly, one is just saying it from the tongue and not reflecting upon it, not pondering upon what a person is saying, then that's a different thing. But when a person is doing it wholeheartedly, he's doing it from the depth of his heart. So now he's expressing shukr to Allah Ta'ala. What is that shukr? That shukr is totally turning his attention to Allah Ta'ala. Ya Allah, everything is yours. You have granted everything. So now when he's turned his full attention to Allah Ta'ala, where is he going to be proud about anything? Pride comes when a person regards something that this is me, it's mine. I have done this. This is my achievement. This is my ownership, my wealth. And in reality of shukr, he's turned his whole heart to Allah Ta'ala. Allah, everything is yours. There's no achievement of mine. If it apparently appears to happen through me, that too is yours. And that too is your grace that you allowed it to happen through me. And if you wish, you can snatch it in one moment. So now when a person has got the reality of shukr, where is he going to have pride? When a person has got the reality of shukr, where he'll have hasad? Because he is so conscious of the innumerable favors of Allah Ta'ala upon him that he's got no time to even notice that somebody else has got something which perhaps it appears he doesn't have. Whereas very often, 
somebody Allah Ta'ala has blessed with something and he has blessed us with many other things in lieu of that. But a person who is lacking in shukr will keep looking at what somebody else has which he doesn't seem to have. And forget all the innumerable bounties and favors of Allah Ta'ala upon him. So this is such a deep ibadat, shukr, that it becomes the means of uprooting this pride, uprooting hasad, uprooting malice, uprooting so many things. So this very simple wording of shukr, person in the morning, Allahumma ma asbaha bi min ni'matin. Ya Allah, whatever ni'mat I have this morning, every bounty and favor, aw bi ahadim min khalqik, or anyone in your entire creation has any bounty and favor, fa minka wahdak. Allah, this is from you alone. فَلَكَ الْحَمْدُ وَلَكَ الشُّكْرِ Allah, all praise is due to you. لَا شَرِيكَ لَكَ Allah, there is no partner unto you. You are alone. And everything is from you alone. فَلَكَ الْحَمْدُ Allah, every praise is due to you alone. And وَلَكَ الشُّكْرِ Every gratitude is for you alone. So a person reciting this, obviously we cannot fulfill the rights of shukr. Because Shaykh Saadi Rahmatullah he says that the shukr in every breath a person takes, there's two ni'mats in it. To be able to take that breath in is one ni'mat. And then to be able to exhale is another ni'mat. Because if he can't breathe in, he's in a problem. And he breathes in and he can't exhale, he's in a problem. So there are two ni'mats hidden in every breath. And therefore he should be making shukr on every ni'mat. So to take that, to make shukr on that ni'mat of breath, he'll need breath. So he cannot even fulfill the shukr of one breath that he has taken. Let alone fulfill the rights of the shukr of all the favors and bounties of Allah Ta'ala. But Allah Ta'ala out of his grace accepts such a servant as having now fulfilled the rights of shukr for that day. By reciting this very simple dua, but to recite it wholeheartedly with this meaning in mind, that Ya Allah everything has come from you alone and there is no partner unto you. فَلَكَ الْحَمْدُ وَلَكَ الشُّكْرِ And the same thing in the evening, Allahumma ma amsa. In the morning, ma asbaha. And in the evening, only this one word will change. ma amsa bi min ni'matin. أَوْ بِأَحَدٍ مِّنْ خَلْقِكَ فَمِنْكَ وَحْدَكَ لَا شَرِيكَ لَكَ فَلَكَ الْحَمْدُ وَلَكَ الشُّكْرِ Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq to bring the shukr in our lives. And in every amal, to keep being conscious of Allah Ta'ala and keep expressing our gratitude to Him. Let's recite the Mamulad, the last three ayat of Suratul Hashar, person recites this in the morning, Allah Ta'ala appoints 70,000 angels to make dua maghfirat for him. Hazrat Mawlana Umar Parampuri sahab rahmatullahi he used to, when teaching this, he used to express it in this way as an encouragement to say that in the morning I don't do anything, I don't have my tea, I don't do anything until I first don't appoint 70,000 angels in my duty. 70,000 angels I first appoint to keep making dua maghfirat for me. Then I do what I want to do. This is the, actually the reward that has been promised in the hadith for reciting this. 70,000 angels, sinful people like us have 70,000 angels making dua maghfirat for us. The simple amal which takes hardly any time and no effort. So what a great deprivation and loss if we don't take advantage of it. Allah Ta'ala has made it so easy for us. 
اعوذ باللہ السمیع العلیم من الشیطان الرجیم اعوذ باللہ السمیع العلیم من الشیطان الرجیم اعوذ باللہ السمیع العلیم من الشیطان الرجیم هو اللہ الذی لا الہ الا هو عالم الغیب والشہادہ والرحمن الرحیم هو اللہ الذی لا الہ الا هو الملک القدوس السلام المؤمن المہیمن العزیز الجبار المتکبر سبحان اللہ عما يشرکون هو الله الخالق البارئ المصور له الأسماء الحسنى يسبح له ما في السماوات والأرض وهو العزيز الحكيم The last three quls and the benefit which we've learned that Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said the person who recites these three quls with Bismillah takfika min kulli shay will suffice for you for everything One meaning of this is bin kulli shar from every evil especially the evils of jinn, jadu, etc. And another meaning, takfika min kulli wird. Person didn't get the opportunity and chance to recite any other awrad and wazaib. This too will suffice, inshallah. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Qul hu Allahu ahad. Allahu samad. Lam yalid wa lam yulad wa lam yakul lahu kufuan ahad. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Qul hu Allahu ahad. Allahu samad. Lam yalid wa lam yulad wa lam yakul lahu kufuan ahad. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل هو الله أحد الله الصمد لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفوا أحد بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل أعوذ برب الفلق من شر ما خلق ومن شر غاسق إذا وقب ومن شر النفاثات في العقد ومن شر حاسد إذا حسد بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل أعوذ برب الفلق من شر ما خلق ومن شر غاسق إذا وقب ومن شر النفاثات في العقد ومن شر حاسد إذا حسد بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل أعوذ برب الفلق من شر ما خلق ومن شر غاسق إذا وقب ومن شر النفاثات في العقد ومن شر حاسد إذا حسد بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل أعوذ برب الناس ملك الناس إله الناس من شر الوسواس الخناس الذي يوسوس في صدور الناس من الجنة والناس بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل أعوذ برب الناس ملك الناس إله الناس من شر الوسواس الخناس الذي يوسوس في صدور الناس من الجنة والناس بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل أعوذ برب الناس ملك الناس إله الناس من شر الوسواس الخناس الذي يوسوس في صدور الناس من الجنة والناس سبحان الله بحمده سبحانك اللهم بحمدك نشهد الله just again a reminder perhaps maybe somebody may not have been present the previous time when we made this announcement the alarms we set to wake us up mashallah very good but this should be anywhere and especially in the house of Allah Ta'ala, any musical alarm obviously is out of the question. So this is something f- never to have on our phones whether there's a phone ring or as an alarm ring or anything. In the hadith it is reported, the Islam says, I have been sent, bo'istu, I have been sent to destroy musical instruments. So what Nabi Islam was sent to destroy obviously that is something for us to be far away from. And then especially in the house of Allah Ta'ala, there's no question about this. Then the other thing is that this balcony on either side, this is part of masjid area. So 
being masjid area, it is permissible to go into these balconies while in etikaf, because the etikaf will not be affected because it's masjid. But at the same time, being masjid, though it's a balcony, the same adab and etiquettes will apply as being in the first saf, as being right in the, on the musallah of the imam. So like a person sitting here in the first saf, how he'll conduct himself because he's in the masjid, the same applies there. And the adab of the masjid are very great. The respect and the etiquettes of the masjid are tremendous. So we must not allow that to be compromised in any way. The things that a person won't talk in the first saf, that's also masjid. The things a person won't do here, that's also masjid. So we need to be very conscious of this, that we don't do anything against the etiquettes of the masjid. As the hadith we discussed, and this is something that we should keep fresh in our minds. Alhamdulillah, Allah Ta'ala's tawfiq, that we have been in the masjid now for so many days. But what normally happens is that after some days pass, then we start becoming relaxed. Because now we become accustomed to the environment, it becomes like home for us. But we have to keep in mind all the time that it is not our house. It becomes home for us, but it is the house of Allah Ta'ala. So therefore, we have to be always conscious of the adab. And that hadith which we quoted that way, Nabi Salaam says that the person who talks worldly things in the masjid, then the angels address him and say, Uskut ya wali Allah. For the first time, they address him and say, Keep quiet, O friend of Allah. But he continues, then they say, Uskut ya wali Allah for the second time. Keep quiet, O friend of Allah. But then when he continues till the third time, they say, Uskut la'anatullahi alayk. Keep quiet, may the curse of Allah Ta'ala be upon you. So now he has compromised the respect of the masjid by engaging in worldly talk. As a result, he is now becoming the target of the curse of the angels. Can we imagine what a terrible loss this is? So likewise, other things that compromise the respect of the masjid. Whatever it may be, like we spoke about, bringing any offensive smell into the masjid. So the smell of a person has smoked a cigarette or something, that's obviously now to start off with something to make the intention and make the effort to totally get this out of our lives. But to bring that smell anywhere near the masjid compromises the respect of the masjid. So this is something to be very, very careful about, very conscious about. Likewise, anything else that compromises the respect of the masjid. Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq.